Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today I'm coming to you with a very different episode, something that uh, I don't normally do. It's something that is really personal and I'm really letting you in to my world. Today I'm talking to you about my birth, the birth of Sunny Raven, my home birth, and I'm very excited to be sharing this with you. Over on Instagram and Facebook I've been sharing my journey. I've been on maternity leave. Um, He was born on the 30th of September and I've been sharing my journey in pregnancy, birth, and also the postpartum journey and so many people have been responding to my stories or what I've been sharing and just saying that they've been absolutely loving it and seeing how slow paced and nourishing it has been and I think that's a real reflection on perhaps a gap that us as new mothers have uh, and the society pressures that exist for new mothers. I completely stepped back from all of that, even as a business owner. It took planning to get there and strategy, but I was able to really immerse myself in uh, the last month of my pregnancy and then the first amazing, (laughs) amazing couple of months postpartum, Uh, especially those initial weeks. Like it was just the bubble, like it was just nothing else in the world that mattered but me and my baby and my family and it was incredible and it was the feedback and the conversations that I was having with people in my dms and through social media that have inspired me to also share more about this and to be okay about having these conversations and you know especially when they're a little bit out of the box I've always wanted to share my birth story I shared it Uh, via a blog for my first home birth with my first um, son, Will. And this time I felt called to do it a little bit differently um, because I didn't have my podcast last time. So I'm really excited to be here today and to be sharing more about my incredible second home birth. So the journey started at around about uh, 30 five weeks, 35, 36 weeks pregnant, I started to get some much stronger contractions or not even contractions, probably just, you know, movements and um, tightenings is probably the best way to describe that. Often at night time and often that would uh, lead me to like needing to go to the toilet and pass bowel, sometimes loose. And one night I had quite a lot I had to go to the toilet a lot Uh, I had a lot of tightening pains and so I remember contacting 
uh, my midwife, my private midwife at the time, and we kind of had to sit down and have a bit of a discussion because you technically can't home birth until you're 37 weeks. So we really needed baby to stay in until at least 37 weeks. And it's so fascinating. I was a little bit worried because the whole pregnancy, I, I just intuitively knew that this boy was going to come early. I just felt it in my body. It, it just, I just knew. I can't really explain it in any other way other than just knowing. So then when all of this started to happen, I was like, gosh, okay, well, can't be that early. <laughs> you got to stay in there for a little bit longer. So I had to stop doing all of the things I was doing to bring on like labor, like I was doing optimal birthing positioning because with my previous home birth, I had a posterior labor and it was a 55 hour one. It was a marathon. And so I was doing everything possible in this pregnancy to ensure that I didn't have a baby in a posterior position because I knew that that took hard work. Like that was hard, hard work. It was exhausting. And what I really wanted for this birth was different. I wanted it to be different. I wanted a different experience. And that took a lot of mental connection, trusting in my body, but also the physical work of doing the positioning and the movements and education around preventing that chiro appointments, the way that I sat on a lounge, um, so many different things that I had learnt during this pregnancy to allow me to have a baby in an optimal position, which I did, and I'll share more about this a little bit later. So back to 36 weeks, I basically, I wasn't on bed rest, but it felt like that. I didn't really leave the house. I was just going about my life really slowly, um, as slow as I could with a three-and-a-half-year-old. Amazingly, I have my husband. Um, he doesn't work at the moment because he left his teaching job we travelled Australia for 12 months and he hasn't gone back to work. We've just been living life in the slow lane. So it was been incredible to have him, you know, with me throughout this whole journey 100%, like, you know, supporting me and everything that I needed. If I needed a rest day, I could. And so many women don't get that because they're at home with another child. So forever grateful for that. I had to stop taking the herbal medicines that I was taking. Um, I didn't go to Cairo that week. I just stopped doing everything. So I was like, okay, baby, chill out. And that helped everything kind of quieten down. I don't know what in particular it was. Maybe it was just I was doing too much. And one of the biggest lessons I've gained from this experience, this pregnancy and this birth is that sometimes our body truly knows exactly what to do and we can do all of the things like the herbs and the exercise and the chiro and the you know there's so many things that we can do to prepare for birth but I think I was kind of reminded and forced and went into this phase of just going hang on I don't need any of that there's me and my body and it knows what to do. And at the moment, I'm potentially overstimulating it. And it was really nice to just pause and take away all of those things. So that all calmed down. And then I had a couple of weeks 
well, it was probably a week actually, a week of just where things kind of felt normal and calm and not much was happening, just like another week of being pregnant. I was extremely tired. Um, I did have low iron um, that I was actively working on that it had actually increased by this point and a very sore body. Like I found this pregnancy a lot harder than my first pregnancy. Just my body, it took this toll on my body that was really different and it felt harder and there was more pain but overall felt amazing there were no complications got to 38 weeks um, and it was a Sunday night um, and again I woke in in bed at 1am and I actually had my waters break at 1am with Will and that's how my labour started so when I woke this time at 1am with some tightening pains again looked at my phone I was like oh gosh this is deja vu are we on <laughs> um and I was like how weird would that be to you know have it all start at the exact same time and those tightenings kind of took me to the bathroom again and I had to pass more loose stools and it was quite intense and then I noticed that I had actually I was having a bloody show and so if you don't know what that is, it's a release of some of the blood. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, this was really different. This didn't happen with Will. And so we kind of got in contact with my midwife the next morning. I just jumped back into bed and kind of rode through those tightening pains and, yeah, just trusted in my body again. I wasn't alarmed. I was like, okay, this is just, you know, this is a part of it. This happens to to women and my baby's going to be here soon and we were excited so yeah I went back to bed and then in the morning spoke to my midwife and they decided to end up coming on the Monday um and that was all a false alarm <laughs> basically what happened was they stayed overnight it's so amazing we have a caravan obviously from traveling Australia for 12 months and so we kind of all agreed that they could come and stay the night and if it was a false alarm it's totally fine and my beautiful midwife was like don't you stress like if baby comes baby comes if it doesn't there's no pressure and this is what I love about private midwifery and birthing at home is it's just there's no pressure right it's just this beautiful environment of just letting it be and letting it unfold in its own nature and just trusting in that and when you're surrounded by other women and midwives who just so fully embody that and believe that, it's just it's such an infectious feeling and it's so reassuring and calming to me as a birthing pregnant woman with some natural, normal flows of worry and doubt. Like, honestly, there's not, I'm not going to like sit here and and say that there was never a moment of like overwhelm or doubt or worrying that I couldn't do it because that definitely came in waves and in moments but I just had to ground myself in those moments and go I know what I'm doing my baby is safe everything's going to be okay um, and to surrender to past experiences and to surrender to that voice that can sometimes overtake and I still to this day believe that birth and going through that passage is not just physical. Like there is so much mental and spirit that goes into this. And if we neglect that, 
I feel like that's where we can kind of lose vision and flow, I think. So if we're resisting that aspect of it, I think things can unfold in a different way. So for me, it's realising that there is a huge component of mental endurance, you know, and we have to be strong mentally as well as physically to get through it. And that was something I didn't realise before I'd ever given birth. But now going through this passage two times, I can very strongly say that I know that it's just as much of a mental game than it is that physical experience of actually giving birth. So, yes, it was a false alarm and I kind of laboured mildly, very mildly throughout that Monday in the day. I mean, there were some really intense moments with tightenings, but by that evening everything had kind of died down and, yeah, woke up the next morning there was not much happening. And that kind of happened over the, the coming days. And as I shared on a social media post, you know, that became frustrating for me at one point. I think, you know, I was not feeling like I could leave the house because what if it just suddenly happened? So I was, you know, again for another good week at home just resting and allowing my body to do its thing. And I think that that's what I needed. Like now looking back on it at the time, it felt like, you know, hard because it's like when is this baby coming and another day goes by and while you're carrying you know a human and your body's in pain and then when that mental stuff kicks in it it can be challenging so I'm definitely acknowledging that and there were some really beautiful conversations with my family we were like kind of guessing the day and having a bit of fun with it which was helpful and then had some really beautiful conversations with my midwife Tanya who sent me some beautiful songs to kind of just surrender and let go and feel supported and we also talked about um, the moons and so there's we all know that you're pregnant a pregnancy is typically nine months but when we look at the moons and this was something I didn't know and since it was really awesome to speak to Tanya about this that you actually also get 10 moons in a pregnancy and there was a full moon coming up on that Friday night there was actually two moons and I'm not really into the moons like I know about the full moons but I don't know a lot about them and I'm not really in touch with all of that but after like these experiences it's definitely something I'm going to explore more because there was just this overwhelming like pull and drive to this 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 moon that was coming up and so I just kind of went outside um that night and stood under the moon and was just like okay we're here you've been waiting I know now you're ready like I know you've been waiting for the full moon this is your 10th moon you've been here long enough I'm ready I'm ready when you are, let's do this type stuff. And I was doing a lot of meditating and um, just movement on the birthing ball to kind of surrender and just loosen up everything to really connect in 
to Sonny and, and to be like, yeah, I just kept saying to him, I'm ready. I'm ready. You, you're already giving me the signs. Let's do this. And so then the full moon was that night on the Friday. Um, and then we had the Saturday and I was like, I just need to get out of the house. I just want to swim in the pool. I want to be outside. Um, and then we decided we wanted to drive to a town that's close to us. And we just had a beautiful day in that town, went to the beach, had a smoothie. And I got back and I was really tired, obviously, because I'd been at home for a week. And then I went out and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. And then I was sitting at the dinner table and I had really bad back pain. But I didn't even think anything of it at the time. And I said, this is probably about five o'clock. And I said to mum, can you just massage my back? I think I've overdone it today. Um, and then I'm going to go down and we're going to get Will into bed and stuff. But So it doesn't have to be long. But can you just relieve some of that tension? So she was doing that. Ten minutes later, I came downstairs and I was like walking past the couch and I got this intense tightening and I was like, oh, and it like stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, whoa, hello, <laughs> what's going on here? And I just stood there for a moment. I was like, all right, but took a few breaths and then moved on and kind of got into the room with Will and Lockie and they were like sorting out pajamas and about to read a book. And I'm like, okay, this is, there's another one. This is quite intense. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I think I need to poo. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> I went and passed another stall. And then when I stood up from being on the toilet, I, it was like getting really intense. And I kind of looked at Lockie and I was like, I was like, I think, I think we're on. Like this feels really different. And I was like, I'll come in, um, say goodnight to Will and I'll lay down and read the book with you guys. Can you just read the book? Because I just was like, I don't even know if I can read the book. So we did that and then I was in that much pain with the, the contractions that were coming. I said to Will, I was like, darling, I'm so sorry. Mummy just needs to, to go and walk around. She's getting some tummy pains. I said, good night. I love you. Um, and I removed myself because I was just like, it was just so intense. So I was just like, okay, this is coming on. And so this was about 6 o'clock, maybe 6.30 actually. Um, and so... I went to the toilet again, sat there for a little bit, and that was like that positioning was really um, helpful. And then I stood up and I was like, okay, I'm in labor. Like I could just feel it. I was like, all right, what do I need to do? So I went to the bathroom, tied up my hair, um, went and got comfy clothes on, went out to the kitchen, made a beautiful, filled my water bottle with cold water because it's really hot here. We're up in far north Queensland. I got out my Labor Aid endurance drink um, and just prepped all of that. Um, and then by the time I kind of finished doing those couple of things, Lockie came out and I was like, hun, like, you know, and this is meanwhile in between doing all of this, I was like getting contractions and having to like bend over the bench and stop and breathe and, you know, as you do with those contractions. And he was like, okay, cool. And we kind of chatted for maybe 20 minutes and then it, they started to get even more intense and we were timing them and we kind of thought, all right, it's probably time to touch base with Tanya, our midwife. So I did that um, and she was like, yeah, awesome, keep me posted. Um, so she had to travel close to two hours to get to us 
um, where we are. So we kind of had to allow for that. So that's why we needed to touch base with her early on. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to do my thing. And so I put earphones in and listened to some amazing music. And one of the most beautiful things that Tanya said to me prior, a couple of days prior to this, she's like, when you go into labor, just keep moving, move with your body, open your body, you know, and just keep going with it. Don't freeze, don't tense up work with your body release so I was like and they were such powerful words to me um and they really really helped um me work through these contractions especially as they were kind of like intensifying or getting you know more contraction like I suppose because they did start off and they built as they do yeah so I was doing that and I, I don't think I stopped moving for ages and ages um and then I, with one of the contractions, my waters broke. So we kind of dealt with all of that. And then we messaged Tanya again and um, said, hey, waters have broken. And she's like, I'm on my way. So that was a really awesome moment for me. The release of not only the water and the contraction, I actually felt like things became a little bit easier for me. So it was like, I just kind of had a, a space of the contractions became a bit easier to manage, I think. Um, and then knowing that Tanya was on her way was also really awesome. Um, so, yeah, from that point I just kept working through the contractions with music and moving my body around the house. Um, and so with a home birth you have two midwives you have your primary midwife and then there's a second midwife and so um, our second midwife arrived around 40 minutes after my waters broke and that was really awesome to have someone there and she kind of entered the room really calmly said hi interacted for a little bit but it was like really hands-off which again felt nice for me because it's like you just want to kind of stay in your zone and do your thing but I knew she was there and then we connected at one point and I said to her oh she gave me a tip that's right she was we were talking and she's like if you want to speed things up a little bit and like keep things progressing she said put your back up against the wall and do like a lift and tuck of baby with your tummy um, with your hands and uh, she was like, and you can do that with the contraction. And I was like, okay, I'll try that. And I did, and I did one. Um, and then I said to her, I just feel like I need to sit down. She's like, cool, sit down. I said, but I feel like when I do sit down, things stall a little bit and stop progressing. And she's like, but that's maybe what your body needs. And you've been walking around for a really long time and moving for a really long time by the sounds. So maybe your body just needs a rest. And at this point I was resisting that. And like, this is where my past experience of a posterior long drawn out stop start labor kind of came in and messed with my brain just for a little while there. Because instead of me listening to what my body truly needed, it was in a, a fear mode I suppose of oh no but you might not progress and things might start stalling and that that stalling isn't a good sign and 
just saying what she said was really comforting to me. And I was like, okay, I'll just try it. I will just listen to my body, shut down my mind for a moment and just surrender. And so I got one of the dining chair chairs and sat on it in reverse, got a pillow and rested my head and just breathed while I was doing, still having contractions. And it did. It slowed down. But then all of a sudden, maybe about 10, 15 minutes later, after like a really – I was even shutting my eyes. It was like micro-sleeping. And it felt so good. <laughs> it was a really beautiful break and rest. And then all of a sudden it was like, bang, this massive, painful <laughs> contraction. The most intense one that I had have came. And I was like, and I remember looking, like being wo- like woken up out of that sleepy trance feeling and looked up and was like, whoa, that was like next level. And I was like, okay, I've done the right thing. I'm, yep, I'm listening body. (laughs) And I moved on and it was so good for me to know that it wasn't progressing. And I just found that really reassuring and just kind of really lent into that feeling and stayed there and kept working through it. Um, And then at one point, I'm not quite sure how long I was there and doing that for maybe half an hour. It could have been longer or shorter than that um I wasn't really at any point of my labor experience looking at the time I decided to stand up um or I just had the urge to kind of stand up and so I did and at that point I lost more water there was a little bit more blood um and I also had to wee but I didn't I couldn't control it (laughs) um my bladder was obviously full and I had actually been drinking lots of water and using the bathroom quite a lot with these contractions. But I think because I was just drinking so much water because I wanted to stay hydrated because it was so hot here, that was really important to me. Um, but, yeah, I think with that contraction, the release of the the waters, a bit of the blood and my bladder, um, it just intensified things even more. Um, And my midwife had arrived, Tanya, my primary midwife had arrived during all of this time, me sitting on the chair. It was a really quick high because I was, things were more intense for me now and I kind of acknowledged her and she's like, yep, how are you going? I'm just going to go and sort some stuff in the back room. And so she was setting up what she needed to set up. Lockie had done an amazing job with the birth pool and there's a bit of a funny story there actually I will kind of share this before I move back into the next stage of the labor once Tanya was like yep I'm coming well he's like okay I'm just going to focus on the birth pool and so I just did my thing he was doing his thing and all of a sudden I could sense this energy from him because he was doing the birth pool and I was like oh god what's happening something's wrong (laughs) and I really wanted Um, water for this birth like I really wanted to have this baby in water I didn't have that with Will um, and I just heard so many beautiful stories about the pain relief and the the experience of birthing in water and it was just something that I really really wanted to have and I was like oh god He's, he's like pacing through the house a little bit and he looked stressed and Lockie is not a stressed person like anyone who's listening to this that knows Lockie he's like cool calm collected I'm the stressor, if anything, <laughs> in the relationship. Um, and I could just see by the, like, the, the look on his face. And I was like, 
And I remember in between my contractions, I was like, hun, I don't know what's going on, but can you please deal with it quietly and calmly because I'm sensing that there's shit going on (laughs) and it's affecting me. And I was like, don't tell me. I'm cool. I'm fine. You do your thing. I'm going to do mine. And I moved on. I actually turned my back to this point to what what he was doing, put my earphones back in and just kept going because I didn't want the stress like affecting me. Um, And so funny, like once I'd given birth, we all talked about this moment and he actually said, you helped me so much by saying that because I was so flustered and I didn't know what to do because he was having some issue with the water getting in through the pipes and the hose into the birth pool, something about an adapter. I'm not quite sure still to this day. Um, But he said, when you said that, I paused and breathed and recollected myself. And then I got the answer and I knew what I needed to do and then I went and fixed it and got it sorted it's so funny isn't it it's just like this sometimes we all just need to like to breathe and pause and trust so that was that was that and moving back now to I'd stood up and released the water and my bladder and a bit of blood and Tanya came over and we're chatting for a little bit Um, And she suggested that I get into the birthing pool. And I was like, yes, that feels really good. Let's do that. Um, So I went and jumped in the pool and that's where it was just like, I loved it. I can't even fully describe, like it was just floating bliss, like the warmth, the weight that got lifted I just love being in the water anyway, like whether that's the ocean or the pool or a bath, like I just love being in water. But when you're in it for birth, it's just another level for me. Um, And I kind of just was like, baby is coming soon. Like I just knew that, that this baby was coming and it just allowed me, I think, to take things to that next level that was needed Um, And to keep up that energy because it was helping me with, you know, the pain, which I must say was a lot more intense for me this time because I had a posterior birth. The first time, a lot of the pain that I experienced was in my back. But this time I was, and I I remember saying to so many people like, oh, being in labor isn't even that bad. Like posterior birth is really, really hard. And I'm not even scared this time because if I can do posterior pain, I can do any pain. But this time I didn't have any pain in my back, but the contractions that I was experiencing were so much more intense than I had had with Will. Really different experience. Um, So just a really big reminder that, you know, past experiences or other people's experiences of birth and pain is so different to what we might go through. And each pregnancy and birth is going to be different like that was pretty mind-blowing for me and I it kind of hit me a little bit and going okay this is this is different and intense but I also think because things moved a whole lot quicker like it had only been two and a half hours maybe three hours and I was in the pool already things had intensified really quickly yeah I just labored in the pool I was going from forward facing to kind of laying back 
kind of being on my side sometimes and working through the contractions on each time. And I remember getting, there was this one key moment of being in the pool and I had Lockie, I was forward facing, hanging over the side of the pool and I looked up and I had Lockie on one side and Tanya on the other and my beautiful affirmations on the wall behind. And that was a really challenging moment for me, whether I was transitioning, I'm not sure, but I just had this moment of like, I can't do this. This is really intense. And I started crying. And I remember saying to Tanya, I feel like my bum is like going to fall out. And she's like, yes, sometimes that is the sensation you'll feel and that's normal. It's just baby coming down. It's the pressure. But I I can't, I was so worried about my bum. Like it just felt like (laughs) it was going to like, I don't know, explode. I'm being completely unfiltered today, like poo, wee, blood, my bum exploding. This is like, you know, welcome really inside my intimate world today. (laughs) I hope you're all loving it and that, you know, it's, it's empowering to you. Um, But yeah, and she's like, yep, that's fine. I was like, okay. She's like, baby's coming. That's, it's all good, Carly. And I just took a deep breath. And then Lockie picked up a card. And earlier that night, one of my affirmation cards, and earlier that night, Will was being cheeky and he was running around the house doing pre-bedtime crazies. And he knocked off one of the affirmation cards off the wall. Um, and we hadn't yet, obviously, had a chance to put it back up because I went into labor. And it, Lockie held it up to me. Um, and it was all just about breathing and surrendering and he said to me this is the card that will knocked off I think it's for you and I looked at it and read it and I was just like like little things like that in the moment are so helpful like words sensations smells like anything that you think will be helpful put it there because you just never no, and Lockie had also set up this beautiful little altar with some candles, peacock feathers because they were symbolic for this um, birth for me. Um, and then Lockie had started doing sketching drawing and he drew a sketch of Will just as practice. This was all during pregnancy. But I went into labour and Will wasn't present. And I was kind of really hoping that Will would be there to, to be able to experience this with us but obviously going into labor while he was in bed we knew that he wasn't going to most likely be there so he put that sketch there and I could see him while I was in the pool and that was really helpful as well so for anyone who's about to birth like create some beautiful anchors and some things that you love around you and reminders of like your strength or to breathe and that you can do this to, to let go, to surrender, to like your uterus can open, like anything like that. Like it seems like it's such a small thing when you're not in it, but in that moment, it's like so damn powerful. So yeah, those key things happened. And then Tanya said to me, like, would you like to kind of feel and see if baby is like how far baby is? And I was like, okay. So I did my own like internal, um, Uh, and I could see or feel like his head it was like right there and I remember looking up and being like oh my god like 
his head's right there. And it was like a shock to me because I was like far out. Like it's only been like it, it, to me, it had only felt like an hour and a half at this point. It was probably three hours, three and a half hours maybe of being in labor. And I was like, Oh my God, like this baby is about to be born. Like I'm there. I just need to do this. Um, and I had watched a lot of um, home birth videos and even hospital births. I just, I'm obsessed with watching them in my pregnancies. Um, and they were so helpful, especially the water births, to know like what to do. Um, and my prior experience of a natural physiological birth also helped at this stage because I knew I was like, this is where it was all about to happen. So, yeah, I think that there was probably from memory about three or four pushes and I I burst his head um, and then kind of took a breather and a break um, and then with the next contraction was able to birth his the rest of him. Um, oh, I'm getting emotional. It's just like the most incredible moment. Like I can't even... Yeah, sorry. It's like it's just all the things, <laughs> all the all the emotions of like bringing this amazing human into the world, and you've created it and looked after it for nine months, and then gone through this passage of birth, and there's like feelings of relief too, of like he's okay and I'm okay, and oh. <laughs> Yeah, and so I pulled him up and out of the water onto my chest and he cried really quickly and then I cried and then Lockie came over and it was just this moment and he was here and I was in the water like I wanted at home and I felt safe and it was 10.32 that he was born and so yeah I just sat and chilled with my baby in my arms for a while and then decided to hop out and kind of rest on the lounge for a bit and started to do what's known as the golden hour so I kept baby Sunny attached um, to the cord and everyone was just doing their thing, doing their checks, chilling out, chatting. It's just bliss, calm bliss. And the oxytocin is just like, yeah. I can like, those moments, like I know why women have five babies like when you're in that moment, you're like, I could do this a million times <laughs> for that feeling of like love, like not just for the baby, but for the team, the midwives, myself, my husband. It's so powerful. And then I needed to start thinking about the placenta and birthing that. And so I had had quite a I don't want to say negative experience with my placenta last time, but it, it wouldn't come last time with Will. I think because I was so exhausted after such a marathon 
um, birth and it had only been an hour at this point um, but I think given my past experience I was like okay I want to kind of really focus on the placenta which is quite hard when you've got your baby um, there um, because it didn't like naturally come out like even when I was in the water sometimes that happens it can just kind of come out for or when you stand up it can come out even on the couch like it's not that I wasn't allowing for that time because it over that hour of the golden hour with Bob but it didn't naturally happen so I was like okay I'm gonna have to be a little bit more intentional about this and I needed to kind of go into that brain space a little bit rather than just kind of let it happen so last time I uh, consented to the syntocin um, injection and it did nothing. And then it wasn't until, you know, discussions of having to be transferred and all of that happened that I was like, there's no hell, way in hell that I'm going to hospital to, um, you know, have procedures done for this placenta. So I ended up um, doing big pushes and, and got the placenta out naturally with will so I kind of was like, all right I think I just need to be more intentional about this and to breathe and to relax and to to move a little bit um and so I ended up going into the bathroom and it was um yeah the placenta was birthed in in, in the toilet where we had decided to cut the cord so that I could just um focus on my body and a bit have a bit of privacy and just tune in with all of that so Lockie cut the cord of bub and we had a beautiful moment with that um and then I was able to make my way to the toilet and I did have Tanya come in and just assist me with um the birthing of the placenta as well um because I just wasn't getting it done all by myself so that was really great to have that professional help and just someone there in that moment when you'd had an experience that was you know not what you wanted last time, I suppose. So that was a really great relief once that placenta had come out. Um, and something that I did do this time was I um, took placenta release. There's some beautiful herbs that you can take. Um, so I was I requested that immediately after birth and you can kind of keep dosing that. So I was doing that up until the time that the placenta did come out. And then I had a shower and then jumped into bed with my baby Sonny and my husband and they brought me food and I couldn't sleep <laughs> for the whole night. I think I dozed in and out and Lockie it was just like, and I remember that with Will too, like you're just on such an oxytocin high that it's really hard to kind of sleep and, yeah, even though you should be because like the next week is such a roller coaster and you need to kind of get sleep that sleep deprivation in the first week is pretty intense and I was just in love so I slept with him in my bed tucked up to my chest the whole night all wrapped up in in a towel and we did some like breastfeeding and latching and he was like latched amazingly like he fed so much he came out starving basically like he was yeah really really great at latching and doing all of that and that kind of led into my postpartum journey of just rest being with the baby being with our family 
And the most incredible moment for me was the next morning when Will woke up and Will got to come in and his baby brother was finally here, something that he kept asking us every morning, isn't baby here yet? When he would come in, he'd come into our bedroom and check on me and come up and, you know, he's so excited. And that morning, baby was here. And he kind of got up and it was just this, like, I know, such a beautiful moment to see, you know, your son just in awe of this baby um, and they had cuddles and um, we had a really special moment with Will. We actually gifted him a Big Brother bracelet. We had a custom made for him and a few other little things for Will to celebrate him becoming a Big Brother. But, yeah, that that is my experience and this has already been heaps longer than I wanted it to be. I think we're at 40, 46 minutes or something like that. And I can kind of touch on the postpartum journey, but I might even do that another time. I think I'm going to leave today's episode just as the birth and leave you with that beautiful experience. And for anyone who is considering a home birth, do it. Like, just do it. It's amazing. And just trust your body. Trust that you're able to do it and remove yourself from, I guess, the society expectations. And when we truly look at the statistics, we know that home birth is safe. We just have to allow it to be. We have to allow more women the opportunity to do it because with my first, before I had done it, I was worried but there was no worry. I remember my cousin when she met Sunny. She said to me, like, were you worried at all about giving birth at home? I said, no. Like, especially this time around, because I'd had such a positive experience the first time. And I knew that if something did go wrong, that I would have the help here, or I could go and get more help in a hospital if I needed to. So I guess I want to kind of wrap up today with trust your intuition and if you're being called to home birth you're already like know that that's what you should do and to follow that and don't let external things be the reason you don't and even from a financial point of view like we couldn't afford really our first home birth but we made it happen and then after that first birth we put away money every week into a special account so that I could use that money to pay for my second one because I knew that it was going to be an expense again and there was no way I was going to have a different experience. So you can do this. Home birth rocks. Home birth is safe. And it doesn't matter where you want to birth because all birth matters and you can still have a beautiful birth in a hospital as long as you can advocate for yourself and be strong enough and know that your body can do it on its own because I didn't get much help baby Sonny just came my body did its thing baby Sonny did his thing we did it together and you can have that experience too thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode 
Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.